And here we go, guys. This is the Simple Joe Show with me, Simple Joe. You can find all my latest episodes uh, on my Instagram. It's underscore Simple Joe underscore. And you can also visit my website where you can uh, find all the other archive episodes as well. And so that would probably work best if you're an Android user. And uh, what else do I have to promote? Uh, that's pretty much it. DM me if you want to be on the show. And sitting in front of me, I have Kyle Forsyth. Hey. What's up? Or Forsyth Kyle. No. <laughs> um, he is the producer, one of the producers of uh, the 313 Comedy Show that is every Sunday for F-R-E-E. At uh, Detroit Shipping Company. Detroit Shipping Company. Yeah. At right around eight or nine o'clock. So yeah, that turned into a really cool place, huh? Yeah, it's. I think so. I feel it. Do I hear? Okay, maybe I'm just hearing this. Is there reverb on my voice, or am no. I just hearing? That? Yeah, I think you're just hearing that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You're good. All right. Yeah. My bad. Sorry, so. I didn't mean to. Uh, question the quality of the podcast yeah. right off the bat <laughs> <laughs> no trust rude. trust no. me trust me i've had my troubles in the in the past for sure okay <laughs> yeah it, yeah for for one uh I, when i did ej watson i was trying to do it and then i couldn't figure it out and then i tried to do it on um and my ipad then my ipad pad crashed and he's like dude i'll just come back and i'm like i feel like such a dick face like Jesus Christ. So, guys, uh, without further ado, open up a beer like I will and relax because it's going to be a good show. So, yeah, uh, what's the I want to get the whole history of uh, 313. I haven't yet got it, and the viewers of this show haven't got it either. <laughs> Have you asked anybody about it? Any of the other guys? Not really. No, no. no. I, I, Yeah, I'm, I'm fresh okay. and new. I'm just as new um, as... The other guys are uh, Brett Hayden, Brett Mercer, and Billy Zakolsky. Um, three one three comedy wasn't always three one three comedy. It was uh, we started as part of another collective uh, called Detroit Comedy Underground. Okay. And then uh, there's one other member of who was in that. Mm-hmm. There was issues with that member. Okay. And they owned part of the intellectual property of Detroit Comedy Underground. Mm-hmm. So we we're like, let's just nix it and uh, we'll start our own thing. Let's make sure that it's clear that it's Detroit is where the show is at and make sure that it has to do with comedy. Right. 313 Comedy. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, <laughs> th- that's, that's a big misconception whenever uh, bands or someone come, th- th- they'll play at DTE and that's in Auburn Hills. Yeah. Or is it? No. Uh, f- I think, I believe it's, yeah. DT is in Auburn Hills. Yeah. No, it, Clarkston. Clarkston. Clark- okay, yeah. Yeah, I live right next to it. I should know that. I live in Waterford. Uh, DTE Energy Music Theater, for the full name. Okay, right. Is uh, in Clarkston, and I live in Waterford, and it's like 10 minutes from me. 10 or 15 minutes. 15 well, minutes with like the traffic for the show. Got you. For the yeah. concert. Yeah. So that that used to be, or I uh, I always kind of get annoyed when artists go there, and they're like, yeah, what's up, Detroit? Yeah. It's not Detroit. No, not Come even. on. Some some people even say it in Lansing, and it's like, it's really? it couldn't be for, it could, it's, yeah, it's an hour and a half away. Really? Yeah. That's, that's insane. So. They just don't know. They don't know. Yeah. They're in town. I mean. They see Michigan. They're like, oh, it's all Detroit. <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to do it at some point. 
Like, I feel like I've probably done it before. Right. Like, with a crowd. Uh-huh. Like, just like, all right, how's it going, this city? And then they're like, we're not that fucking city. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, and then, and then what's the other cliche that they always say is, oh, you guys have been the best crowd this whole tour. Come on. Yeah. They say that every show, and they, yeah. <laughs> they try to try to uh, switch it up. Yeah, you're not special, people. I find it interesting, though, with, uh, like, big comedians. They rarely say Detroit is the best date of the tour. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like they, lo- they, like, they like Detroit a lot, or they love Detroit, but they they never think it's the best date of the tour. Right. We, uh, like, our, like, our comedy crowds, they just seem to be a little bit rowdier. Yeah. Like, they just are. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Yeah, and it, and uh, thankfully all the hipsters have been infiltrating. And like uh, uh, Mike Ishek was saying, he's like, uh, yeah, when the hipsters come in, they make everything more cute. You yeah. know, I mean, if you see uh, Detroit Comedy or uh, Detroit Shipping Company, it's uh, it's a pretty cute place. Yeah, honestly. yeah, 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 for sure, man. <laughs> yeah. They built it out of uh, yeah. Oh yeah, we uh, I guess if. We uh, want to get back out the three on three comedy. Yeah, yeah, story. yeah. We, we um, have, we how we got the Detroit Shipping Company. So we became three on three comedy. Um, originally as Detroit Comedy Underground, we were doing it at Park Bar in Detroit, uh, which is like right around the corner from uh, Comerica and like okay, uh, Fox and everything like that. Um, so then uh, we Park Bar ended up having to go into construction because they got like a new owner. And then we went to Ghost Light and Hamtramck for a little while. And then we came back to Park Bar uh, when they were, like, done with construction. I put that in air quotes. Done. Yeah. Uh, and they weren't done uh, <laughs> from the <laughs> air quotes. Uh, but um, they let us use it for a little while. Then they, like, sort of kicked us back out again and told us that we had to go somewhere else. And we had to go back to Ghost Light. And then um, I ended up. I was following Detroit Shipping Company for, like, a couple years on their Facebook page, Mm -hmm. just, like, seeing what was going on with the construction of the place, because I was interested in it. Right. Like, because I saw something pop up in my fucking Facebook feed at some point. Right. Um, And then, so I started following them, and then they posted an article about that it was, like, about to open soon, Uh and I went to the article and was reading about it, and it said that there was a stage in there, and I was like, huh, stage. Yeah. I was like, interesting. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll see if I can contact them. So I went to their website, and they had a contact us page, and um, I just shot them in through there, and they got back to me pretty quickly, and we sort of set up a meeting and went in and talked about it and went over how three-on-three comedy has been around for a while, running shows in Detroit already. Right. And they were like, well, we're a new business. We'd love to have somebody who's already been established in the city for a few years come in and start running something here. They liked the idea of that. Um, and, uh, yeah, we've uh, they've been fantastic to work with. Um, yeah. If you, uh, it's like, it's, it, yeah. I don't know. We can grow once, like we d- and we haven't even started really using that stage that like we originally came in for. We right. started using the bridge lounge. They like suggested it to us, and they didn't really know how to set it up. But they're like, "You could set up a show up here with like some tables and stuff." And I was like, "I don't see it that way." Right. I like the way I saw it. Like I saw it like a New York style comedy club. Right. Because like I've. 
I've been thankful enough to like travel a little bit and like get to go to like New York a few times and like the it reminded <coughs> like the room size reminded me of uh the stand and like uh, do you know the comedy club yeah have you, yeah it's a, it, for people who don't it's a comedy club in New York City called the stand and they have a lot of big comedians who play there like a lot of the biggest comedians in the world play there on a nightly basis um cuz it's a fucking comedy club in New York it's still there uh yeah well they're moving locations okay i was going to say i thought i saw something about one of the comedy club the famous ones getting torn down and the stand what? yeah it yeah. is the stand okay, they're yeah. moving locations but like i'm talking about like it reminded me of their old location where it's like a horizontal style room and i was like we could set up rows of chairs in here like i totally saw it and uh it's a pretty cool room we can get 70 seats in there maximum yeah for like our big shows like that's what we had for jack knight and zach fox right um i don't know it's it's pretty cool yeah i like it yeah man. yeah it works for sure definitely uh yeah i feel like uh hmm. Maybe the microphone sounds better in my ears when I uh, talk closer to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah these are yeah, very yeah, directional, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't be yeah uh, away from the mic. All but right, that's on me. Yeah, sounded <laughs> weird to me, and that's on me now. All you, right. You'd be surprised. I, I get a ton of comics in here, and they talk into a mic uh, basically for a living, and some of them are so far away, and it's like. What do you do on stage? I mean, Dude, <laughs> you I don't even a, know how a mic works. Come on. I did a podcast for a while and I did the same exact thing. Like it's, a, I've always had that issue, but like I don't talk into microphones directly because I usually just talk loud. Right. Like yeah. I'm oh on, oh, and by the way, yesterday uh, at at tonight versus everyone, uh, your your mic was not working at all. Like you, you were. You might as well just scream to the to the audience. <laughs> That's why I did start screaming to yeah. the audience. <laughs> 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 the uh, the equipment at tonight first everybody isn't uh, isn't the best. So no, yeah, yeah, we have to make do with uh, with the mics that that are there and uh, but it's like drum mics. Yeah, they are. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. It was for a band or yeah, something yeah. like that. They were like fucking miking drum kits. Right, right. And they look like they've been abused by drummers. Right. <laughs> like, huh. That's what it looks like. It looks like it's been slapped by a drumstick a bunch of times. Right, right. I don't know. But yeah, no, that, that's an, that's another good spot. Planet Ant. If you guys uh, aren't aware and if you don't know, now you know. So, yeah, it's every Friday. And then Detroit Shipping is every, every Sunday. But, uh. Yeah. Do you ever have the pressure, like the pressure of, how am I going to fill this, or do you just call a bunch of your your buddies and just, yeah, can you come on and fill in? How am I going to fill this? Yeah, yeah. You know, because you have that weak pressure. It's like, how how am I going to make this work? I have seven days, um, six days. You know. How am I going to fill this? Is never like too hard of a question. It's how am I going to make this good, and how am I going to <laughs> I, I don't know yeah there's that uh, yeah and i guess like nowadays it's like how am i uh, not gonna get backlash from people for not having a diverse enough show as well oh okay right it's also like that's a very thing like it's a thing to keep in mind i think like it i'm not i'm not complaining about it i'm not i'm just saying like it's a thing that i I'm now way more aware of than I guess when I started. Like, 
I guess like I, I've only been doing comedy for like five years, but I started running a show maybe a year and a half in. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think about diversity much back then. It wasn't really a thought that crossed my head. Much. Right. Like maybe it should have been. And it's like, and that's not to say the shows that I had booked weren't diverse because they were and not all of them. Yeah. But I wasn't thinking about it. Right, right, like, right. Like, now it's a, something that I'm conscious of. Like, and I try to be at least. That doesn't mean I'm perfect all the time. Right, right. But, no, I, I, yeah. th- I, I think it's it's kind of what, it's, what it's you are. It's hard to be in, in a market like this. Right. You know, when you can only pay people x amount of money and it's such a small amount of money that you can't get people to travel from out of state all the time uh-huh. and it's like nah, no. yeah it's uh <laughs> uh i think it's whatever you are you feel more comfortable with so i personally like white male comedians because that's what i am so it's not out yeah. of my range and they usually have similar things that i similar uh thoughts and ideas as myself so that's why i always attract towards um, those type of comics, I'm sure, you know, with booking, it's, it's very similar, you know, and, and, and to, to say that it's, it's, uh, it's kind of white male dominant almost, you know, there's a, there's a lot of white male comics. Oh, it absolutely is. And that's what makes it so difficult is that you can't book all that. Like, and it's like, there is, that's not to say there's more good white male comics there's just more white male comics than any other type of i so to say type of comic like female or black or like black female like any other subsector like white male like if you want to classify that I, I don't know there's a there's there's just more of that type of comic than any other type of comic and right. i don't know I think I think there's a lot of like really good comics and it's just yeah it's harder inside of a small market like this to have like more diverse shows I guess all the time without repeating a lot of the same comics. Right, right. So we sort of like I don't know, we repeat certain comics more than other comics. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's a smaller market like Like, that. like Tanner Oliver, I mean he's it's uh, it's like his home away from home. I've yeah. seen Tanner Oliver. But yeah, man, he's like he does well in the room. Like he, uh, I don't know. He's a very relatable comic to a lot of different people. Right. Yeah. Looking like uh, a turtle and everything. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> his turtle ass looking self. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Uh, but that that room is always hot, is it not? It's always hot. Cause, uh, I mean, oh, you mean like physically hot? Yeah, yeah, it's always yeah. warm. <laughs> yeah. In the summer, it's warm. Yeah, In the winter, it's like, warm. I thought you were like the shows there are always hot, man. Good yeah. shows. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, damn, that's a good compliment, man. I don't know if I can take that compliment. That's right. really good. And then yeah. I was like, oh, he means physically. Yeah, 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 yeah. physically they <laughs> yeah, are right. hot. Yeah, because I, I, uh, Jack Knight is that. Is that? Yeah. Oh, and that, Zach, dude. Uh, the yeah, pictures Zach. we have pictures of that, and you could see the steam on the windows behind them. Yeah. And they had like drawn stuff on the windows. Right. The right. Steam. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, yeah. Um. 
Yeah, it had like condensation all over the windows and the pictures. Right, right. Yeah, and but uh, getting back to that, um, I gotta kind of get out of my shell with that because, um, there's only so much a white male can say. You know, you can't. Um, it's uh, it kind of gets old after a while. There's kind of like a cliche to it, and uh, there a big black guy. I can't remember his name now. He did he did the show one time. He's like six seven. He was Cam supposed. Cam Rowe. Yeah, Cam. Yeah. Yeah, he he was awesome. Holy shit, he just it just yeah. seemed like he was the one in his family that was the loudest and knew what to say. You know what I mean? So he had all these years of practice and then he gets on stage yeah. and it's like, "Oh, this is easy." That dude is so funny and he was uh he was on the Motor City Comedy Festival. He opened for Miss Pat. Oh no shit. Um yeah, he featured for Miss Pat on the festival. Uh but dude, that guy like it's crazy. His dad played for the Pistons. Uh, like I think he had like a cousin who was in the NFL. Like he's yeah. just like yeah. he comes from this really really big family that ended up like a bunch of them ended up being athletes and stuff. Right. And uh, yeah, he ended up doing like TV and comedy and like I don't know, man. Yeah. He's, for for those of you, he's got a really interesting story. Just talking to him too, like he's got so much life story and backstory that like he's told me about that he hasn't even talked about on stage. <laughs> like right. once he writes that stuff and puts it on stage, this dude's gonna be a killer. He's yeah. gonna be so huge once like he writes so much more of his backstory. I can't wait to see what that guy does. Like that's why, like, putting him on the festival now, I'm like, we got him so early. Right. Like, I'm like he's going to be so huge. Right, like, right. It's, he's one of those dudes I look at where I'm like, he, yeah, like, he's got to be. Like, he's so different. He's so unique. He's got such a unique story, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, oh, man, I can't wait. He just feels like a natural up yeah. there, you know, just... Yeah. It, it wouldn't matter if he was doing stand up or if he was just talking to you. And he he's just got, he's got like really big friends that like he knew like back in L.A. and stuff too. Like, and he doesn't brag about it or anything. Like he's talked to me just because we've had like conversations as friends, and I've asked him about it. You know, not because like he wanted to brag about it or anything like that. Right. So it's so interesting. Like the di- like he's he's gonna be something. Yeah. He's gotta be. And like it's it's yeah. I don't know. In my opinion. Yeah, and that uh, I I feel I feel like if your fa- family members were uh, professional athletes or they were they were you know uh, got a full ride uh, scholarship or whatever they have that sort of gene or they at least have something to follow they know uh, how how to work everything and they see the tra- uh, the trajectory you know you you bring up guys like Brendan Schaub who was a UFC fighter and before that he was a, a, a college all all state. Um, end i believe or uh yeah but then he goes and does comedy and he just hits it off i mean he just hits the door running and now he's doing movies and he's trying to act and and it's just in fighter and the kid is just the biggest thing now and so he just doesn't stop he has that engine that tank that just won't it just won't subside you know he's got a family i mean but What's up? You want to fuck Brendan Schaub? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to fuck Brendan Schaub, that's cool, man. But yeah. like, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I just found it interesting to see how far that went, and to to listen to his old shows, it was just it wasn't good. 
he definitely worked on that and practiced that for sure. So that's why you have all of these Brendan Schaub posters. Of course, yeah. Okay, definitely. okay. Definitely. I, was, I thought it was weird, but now I see like yeah. this is it's just your thing. Okay. I, I have his cup that he wore in one of the UFC. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I it's saw it inside of the case. I when I came <laughs> into the front door, <laughs> it's next to the TV in the entertainment center. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh man. But uh, <laughs> we both. Yeah. Oh man! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you you caught me. You caught me. But yeah, yeah. So uh, we were just in Ferndale. We had a fantastic breakfast. Uh, thanks for thanks, Kyle, for for treating. He's a, he was a good date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you fucked me, so it's the least I can do. You know, I mean, why not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm no Brendan Shaw, but yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that's a good place. What was it? Uh, the Fly Trap. Yeah, the Fly Trap, and yeah, we got the what was it? The it pop, was a, the breakfast pot pie, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. a breakfast pot pie. Um, I don't know. It's uh, it's they're special there right now. Um, and yeah, I went and I had to go to Ferndale because and so. I had to get stuff for my girlfriend for like Christmas, but like also my favorite cookie place called Detroit Cookie Company in Ferndale. They post on their uh, Instagram like every day. Mm-hmm. They posted this morning that they have these peanut butter and jelly cookies. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Um, they put like peanut butter and jelly on top of it, and then put like a white chocolate coating on top of it. Like and this is all on top of a peanut butter cookie, like a big peanut butter cookie. And, like, it's just, it's amazing. And so they only make them, like, maybe once a month, if that. So I went there and bought three of them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Also got my girlfriend a cookie. Uh, and I was like, I'll grab some uh, breakfast beforehand, too. Because I knew I had to come here uh, or at 3. Uh-huh. It was when the podcast was scheduled. Yeah, um, yeah that I completely forgot about. Yeah, that you completely <laughs> forgot about. <laughs> I, yeah. I, see, I see Kyle outside, and I'm going to lock my door, and I got my headphones in my hand. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go take a walk. He's like, dude, we have we have a show to do. I'm like... <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> it's so in my own head. It's it's insane. You know, I completely forget about shit it's, all the time. But it's even crazier because you and me just had breakfast. Oh, I know. In yeah. Ferndale uh-huh. and walked around a Rust Belt market, and then you, I was like, "All right, send me your address before you left." And then he sent me his address, and then I got here and I walked up, and he was about to leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do know what my career is. I'm a truck driver, so yeah. you know I'm not the smartest person ever. You know, <laughs> school really didn't work out for me, so that's why I'm doing this. You know, <laughs> uh, I do also have to admit that I have 40 percent less hearing. No, 25, 25 percent less hearing in my left ear, and so you are sitting on my left side. So there you go. Uh, the doctors claim, and I don't know if this is true. I'm sitting in front of you. Yeah, no, 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 at the restaurant. You were on my left side. And so, yeah, uh, my doctor claims that I hear, I, I don't hear every ninth word that you say, even though you could be staring me straight in the face and, and talking at a normal tone and I'm hearing you. I just, it just misses. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I had a total of, uh, 13, um, inner ear, uh, infections when I was a kid. 
So it was pretty traumatic, and that's it left me with permanent um, hearing damage and also probably brain damage. But <laughs> yeah, so a little backstory on myself. I don't think I have any hearing damage. Uh, no. That, yeah, you had thirteen. Something uh, like that. Ear Something infections? crazy. Yeah, for for at least eight months. I think that's a I lot had of one. ear infections. What were you putting in your ears all the time? I just like to get little Legos to shove them in. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe my dad was peeing on me or something. I don't know. No, I'm. Uh, your dad was peeing on yeah, you. Yeah, just mistakenly. You know, you just sit next to the toilet and no. Um, I did also hit my head. I mean, my dad did that too, but I didn't get ear infections. Well, you're lucky. (laughs) You're one of the (laughs) (laughs) one of the lucky ones. Yeah, exactly. No, and then uh, what they told me, I didn't know why they were saying that. (laughs) Shortly thereafter, I uh, I ended up hitting my head on a molding of a door, and it it was uh, metal, a metal molding. So I cracked open my head, got. 15 to 20 different uh, or, uh, stitches in the top of my head. And uh, I think that messed me up, you know? And then years of football. Then after that, I did karate, full contact. So that fucked me up even more. So it's like my brain <laughs> like you is go, just. I did years of karate, full contact. Yeah, full contact. I I <laughs> you I, threw in the full contact. <laughs> in case I was going to. And just in case, uh, you're going to be like, karate, and I was going to be like, full contact? Right, <laughs> like, right, and you're going right. to be like, oh, <laughs> full contact. <laughs> like, I was going to question it. Well, I, I just didn't want people to, to think that it's some rinky-dink martial art. That it was just, <laughs> yeah, you go there, you play slap ass, and then you go home. No. Yeah, I mean. It was it was pretty intense. I got knocked out a couple yeah, times. Yeah, I hate that pussy-ass half-contact yeah, <laughs> yeah. karate. Well, there's that one, uh, is it Wing Chun, or is it... Um, can't think of it, but it's a bunch of just like like weird moves. Did you just make up an Asian man's name? Could be, yeah. <laughs> like, like Wing Chun? Is that what it is? Yeah. I don't know. Sounds Asian. Yeah. <laughs> that karate. <laughs> it's like, that's not even close, man. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, probably one of Bobby Lee's uh, uh, relatives. Jesus. Now, now I just got racist. Now yeah. I just got racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now it did. <laughs> Wait. Now it did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they're they're trying to say that I'm a racist, and I just I don't see it. I don't really see it. I don't I don't know what they're talking about. Really, I just try to be myself, and if it comes off that way, I guess it comes off that way. And I love all you of know, you if you're whatever race you are. So there you go. You got to stop playing all those clips of like clan meetings on your podcast. That's dude. true. Yeah, everybody thinks that's weird. Yeah. Well, before Kyle got in here, I had to kind of clean up the place because I'm a fucking slob. Uh, I, I had a white cape with the with the eye holes, and I I threw that right in the closet, just real quick. I, I didn't want you to see it. Yeah, so, I thought. I yeah. mean, I didn't see the cape. I saw the Brendan Shop sex doll in there. But yeah, yeah. I didn't well, I keep those two anything. right next to each other. Yeah. Oh, my prized possessions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Yes. Yes. So, what's what's uh, in the future for Kyle? In the future, uh, I just um, let's go back to the past future. week. I found out I got three weekends at Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase nice. and uh, the New Year. That'll be cool. Brett Hayden is the uh, doorman. No, <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude. I <laughs> sometimes when I'm there and I see him, oh man, I 
if I start talking about this, it's just inside baseball. It doesn't matter. Inside love, baseball. Here we go. I love Brett Hayden. No, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I don't know. Doing those weekends. Um, that'll be fun. Uh, that's a cool club. Oh, um, Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. You're gonna I, be there. Uh, I'm featuring there. No this shit. Year. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And uh, that's a big summer. deal. Yeah. 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 It's pretty cool. Yeah. I uh, I didn't think that would happen. <laughs> yeah. I think I thought that was crazy that that happened. Um. But yeah. Uh. They love so comics that, there too. If if you guys if if you're a a comic and you want to get booked in the in the Detroit area? Go go to Mark Ridley's. They'll take care of you. They they really care about <laughs> comics, which is which is what they should do in the first place. But some some comedy clubs out there, they just don't give a shit. They're like, <laughs> yeah. well, it looks like you're on your own. <laughs> uh, you can have half off any entrees. How yeah, about that? I mean, so, Ann Arbor's really on. good. Yeah, Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase is really good. Okay, is that like a just a club? It's not a bar or two, or it's a club. It's just a club. Okay. Yeah. All right. Small or that was the one that I'm doing three weekends at. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, kind of small, I guess. Maybe like two hundred and fifty people. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ridley's is like four hundred and something. I think. Right. Yeah, that's a big place. Yeah. Um. It's for that sliding door. I always thought that was weird. There's no backstage. There's no curtains. You just slide through a door, and then you're on stage. Oh, yeah. You know? And they tell you, they're like, when you leave the stage, remember to close the door. They tell you that, like, every yeah. time <laughs> you perform there on the open mic. Okay. Yeah, they're like, when you leave the stage, close the door. Otherwise, it'll just stay open. And, like, <laughs> yeah. It's, like, a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's uh, it's this thing they reinforce, and I always try and tell new comics, and new comics are always so nervous, right? That they always forget. They always forget. Always. Yeah. New comics just always forget, man. Yeah, I probably would. I, I def- did. I definitely I did. would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm guilty of it. Yeah. So for you, you guys who don't know, I am a non-comic, but I did go get up on stage for the first time on Thursday, and it just so happens that it was. Dean Delray's first time nine years ago. And on top of that, it it, it was Judd Apatow's birthday. So there you go. Why'd was, you where'd you get up at on Thursday? Trixie's in Hamtramck. Yes, it's Hamtramck. It's uh they're they they do not have an I, it's just M C. It's uh it's a kind of a weird spelling. I don't know if you I don't know if you you recognize that. I mean, I know that. Yeah. 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 I go there all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If if you guys go over there, it's kind of just in a neighborhood and you just pull up to it and there's a big sign in the front that says Trixie's and that's it. And you just walk in the and the little stage. The lit up and, with neon. Yeah. But it looks like a house almost. Yeah. A yeah. house lit up with neon. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I was, uh, I was pretty nervous. I was pretty nervous. So I did... I did uh, three different impressions, and then I did two of my own jokes at the end. And, uh, yeah, I, th- I thought my delivery was pretty good. For some weird reason, I have this uh, occasionally, if I'm nervous, I'll have a waviness to my voice. You know, it doesn't come out really clear. So I was glad that that wasn't there. But, yeah, before I got on stage, my hands went cold, like ice cold. And then... Uh, that happens to me all the time. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. 
Constantly. So you, so you're still, you still kind of get, you still feel it before you're gonna go up. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. I mean, almost every time I yeah. get like nervous in some way. Like, I mean, unless it's like a room where I know I'm gonna work it. Like I'll work that room again. Like Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase. I'm very comfortable going up there. I okay. perform there a lot. I post the open mic. I know the owner. I've been booked for weekends. Like I'm just comfortable in that room. I feel welcome as a comedian. They've made me feel very welcome over my time being there, you know? Right, right. Um, so, like, I feel comfortable in that room. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, no, it's it's a good thing yeah. to, to feel that because I, I was just watching uh, a Conan interview, and he was, he, he was talking to uh, Paul McCartney. And everyone knows, you know, how, how many shows that the Beatles did. Or not Paul McCartney. It was uh, uh, Ringo Starr, the drummer. And he was saying every time he goes on stage, he gets super nervous. He want, he wants to go to bed instead of going up on stage. And when he goes up on stage, he runs to the drums. He said, every time I run. He said, <laughs> I just have to. He said, after all these years, I mean, the guy's like in his late 70s. And he still gets nervous. You know, 5,000 plus shows. That he's done throughout his life and he still gets nervous so it's a good thing you know yeah it's like um when i performed at dr gren's comedy club this year like and i hosted i hosted there for the first time i was nervous because i don't i don't know the bookers there really like i don't really know many people in that room like it was a new audience a new room sort of i mean i'd sort of perform there but yeah, it's like it wasn't the same thing. Like I was super nervous. Yeah, I got like the cold hands and everything. Right, hoping right. I did everything right, got everybody's name right. Uh huh. Yeah, it's like in Ann Arbor. It's like if I fuck up a little bit, or like I'm running across the room because I was on the other side of the room when somebody wrapped up their set early. I'm not gonna feel bad about it. Like, like I mean, I will a little bit, but it's like the owner's not gonna get mad at me. He's gonna be like, "Ah, Kyle fucked up this time. It'll right, be okay." Right, right, right. Like usually, I don't know. That's do you enjoy? Do you, some people really enjoy bombing? Do you? Fuck no. You hate it? No. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't hate know. Bombing. Some some people can really pull it off and just like, yeah, I don't really care, and that's it. <laughs> you know, I I don't know. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Some people are like that. I, I mean, there's a certain talent to that, I guess. It, but I don't enjoy it. It's it's something that's necessary and that you got to be able to deal with. And it's like, can I be okay with bombing? Yeah, I could be okay with it. Do I enjoy it? Never. Right. It's like I always want to do well. Um. Yeah, yeah, the dream is to never bomb. Right. But like right. I don't think that's gonna happen. Like the. There's very few comedians, I feel like, who are at the point in their career where they never bomb. Right. Like, Dave Chappelle never bombs. Uh-huh. I feel like Joe Rogan never bombs. Yeah. Like, he, like, and both of them might have, like, sets that are, like, questionable where they didn't crush, uh-huh. but they never bomb. You know, like, um, they're... <sighs> David Tell, David Tell never bombs. Right. Like it just doesn't happen. Yeah. 
Kevin Hart never bombs. You know who does? Who? Burt Kreischer. So yeah. the little inside baseball story about his uh, latest comedy special on Netflix, which is awesome. He bom- He he did. He bombed his first show, and then because because his wife was there and she was he was trying to gauge the opinions and you know which one to film and which one to put on Netflix. And after the first show it was a Friday and a Saturday. After the Friday night show, she, uh, he comes back to talk to her and he she's like, I don't even know where to start. This that first show was terrible, terrible. So he's like, All right, got my last chance. Netflix is here. They're filming, so I, I have to perform. And he blew it out of the water so there you go even even to his caliber yeah you can still do it but uh yeah. I, f- I feel like that's almost like uh it's almost brett mercer's form in a way he, he, he almost seems like he's half bombing i don't know like he's in and out like he has jokes but the- i don't know whether he'd love that as a compliment or hate that <laughs> no I, yeah it, it always kind of keeps me in and out like uh um my attention span is there for him you know, because I don't know what's going to come out next. You know, he's kind of all over the place at times. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. No. Yeah. He uh, he has an interesting style is what I'm saying. Yeah. He's just comfortable on stage. Yeah. He's very comfortable. Right. No matter what is happening in the moment, he's very comfortable with it. Right. Right. He just flows with it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for five minutes or probably longer, ten minutes, he was on stage in Trixie's and just talking about sports. And he just went on a rant about sports. And I'm like, all right, I'm right here with you, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so what's your long-term goals with with uh, with comedy? Do you want to be an actor or would you rather no. just do straight-up no. comedy? No. No? No, no acting actor. for you? No. No? Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do that. No. Like, like, I, like you say on stage, you could play in uh, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, I guess. Another like, motorcycle movie. Uh, yeah, I guess. It's like, that's a, that's the thing with being an actor. It's like, my whole life I've wanted tattoos. Yeah. Like, I just have known it. Uh, and so, as an adult, I've been like, I'm getting fucking tattoos. Yeah. Like, which, like, can ruin a lot of acting stuff. And it's like, I'm fine with that. Right. Like, I don't right. really want to be an actor. I want to be a stand-up comedian. That's where my focus is at. My, because uh, like to be an actor, you like I know f- genuinely for a fact you have to focus on and try to be an actor, and you've got to learn how to be an actor. Right. And learning how to be an actor is gonna take time away from me being a comedian. Right. I, I don't I- know. It's like the only other thing I would really want to do. It's like. If acting was ever a thing that I'd do, it would have to be a character who is just like me. Like, it's yeah, like I'd I have to gonna, play myself. I was just going like, to say, yeah, like Seinfeld, he didn't really act. He just did an over-infatuation of himself. Yeah, yeah, and that's cool, but it's like, that's so hard to get. Like, that's so hard yeah, to get. Yeah, yeah. Like, so hard. Like, so, or, it's like, I'm not ever going to hold my breath for a situation like that. Right. I don't... It's not where I'm going to have vested interest in. Yeah. Like, um, if it came along, that's fine. But in the meantime, I'd rather just focus on being myself and being 100% myself on stage and trying to make that a marketable thing. And honestly, if I was ever to, like, work in 
uh, TV or movie type environment, I'd want it to be writing. Like writing or like behind the scenes. Like, I don't know. My In the outside, process, yeah. yeah, outside of stand up comedy, the only other thing that sounds interesting to me really is being like a TV writer for like a sitcom. Okay. Just doing like punch up writing, make, trying to like make stuff funnier or like improve story. Like, work on writing TV episodes. I think that'd be fun. I, yeah. I like writing, and I specifically love TV. And, like, I've, uh, as growing up, it's one of the things, like, I've weirdly studied, like, a lot. Okay. Like, I've st- I used to read books in high school about writing for TV. Like... So what what what's your what's your favorites like uh 90s sitcoms or no, dramas no, or No no no. Like uh like my favorite my ideal thing um would be like a uh, single camera sitcom. Okay. Um Yeah, and like uh there's a couple ideas that I've had. But like yeah, it's like I love the idea of having a workplace single camera sitcom, which is it somewhat in the vein of like the office or parks and rec, but it's like, I want it to be something different in its own thing. Right. But it's like, it's that same style, you know, like just the way it's shot. It's the same style. Right. Right. I want the comedy to be different, but like, I like the idea of having something that's grounded down in reality. I hate sitcoms that are, over the top or I mean it's like some of the the there's been some that are really great like community it's like at times it's totally based in reality uh-huh. but then at times it just gets so like extravagant like did you watch community at all no I didn't okay there's yeah. an episode where they have a giant paintball gun fight okay like in the whole entire community college ridiculous right in right. theory and like it is but then there's other episodes that are completely grounded in reality where it's just about them being in classes and not being able to finish projects and stuff okay like it so that works but that's not what i would want to do it's like i liked how within the office and parks and recreation they were very funny but they were never you never questioned the reality of them uh-huh the closest thing there is now to that, I feel like, is like Brooklyn Nine Nine, but it gets out of reality at points because it's in a police department. Right, right. With it being in a police department, you're like, this could never happen. This right. is a government organization. Like, w- th- like some of the stuff in uh, like the office, I feel like got like a little bit like, like I want to say unimaginable. Nah. That's the wrong phrasing for that. I'm a dumb guy. Uh, it's like it got where it didn't seem like it could actually happen. Right. You know, like some of the stuff got to that point where you're like, maybe that couldn't happen in a real workplace. But then you're like, well, inside of like some independent paper company, maybe like, you know, like I've worked for really bad businesses where like it was terribly ran and you're like how did that even happen right right, right. it seemed almost unbelievable Uh i worked inside of an office at one point 
where a dude brought in his dab rig and did dabs out of his dab rig. Are you the, serious? Yeah, with the blowtorch and everything in the back of the one of the back offices every single day. No shit. Wow, <laughs> yeah. wow. Did, and did he yeah. ever get caught? No, yeah, but well, he he didn't need to get caught. The boss did it with him. Oh my god, <laughs> was, no way! Yeah, wow, it was so terribly ran, dude. Yeah. If I told you some of the other shit that happened at that place, it was crazy. Right? Oh man, so much illegal shit. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah. A, we were in a mall too. Like that's <laughs> so it's even crazier. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd want it base of reality um i think uh single camera sitcom and then i was just gonna add like the styles are are, are iconic you know um i forget the uh the lead director of uh breaking bad uh vince gilligan uh his yeah. his style just iconic and it's just so well done you know i, mm-hmm. I don't uh, that style is, is just it's up there and so, so is uh sam esmail he did uh mr robot and also a uh, new show that I watched, Homecoming, which is uh, a- Amazon Prime. It was a great. That's show. another thing, man. It's great like, show. It's like if I was like doing a TV show like that, it's like I'd want to bring my own director along. Yeah. And be like, all right, I got this dude. He's gonna do like the first like ten episodes <coughs> that will sort of get the look and the vision of what we want this show to look like, and then because like eventually you have to bring on other directors. Like they end up having other people direct episodes. It's just how T V goes, you know? Right, right. Like it's just what happens. So like but like I'd love to have like one director direct like the first like ten episodes and be like, This is what we're sort of gonna get it to look like. This is what we want it to look like. Uh-huh. Now we can let other people sort of do it. And like that's like what Vince Gilligan did. Right. But like yeah. And there's I mean, so many big actors in that. I mean you, yeah. you go look back and, and you see who was in uh, Bill Burr was in Breaking Bad. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. In like, a couple episodes. It was because he was like a fan of it, like early on. Yeah, yeah, that's what he was saying. He's like, I saw the show and I was instantly hooked. I called my agent. I said, get me on that show. And he yeah. was on the show. You watched Hot Ones, too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was on that. Yeah. 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 Bill yeah. Burr right now has been just blowing up. I've been talking about that for he's, a while. It's because he's doing all of the press for uh, FS for Family. Right. He's doing his press run. Right. So right. he's all over the place. But he'll disappear again in a couple months. Yeah, probably. That's what it seems like. No, he does he like 100% a, will. Yeah, he does he like a only, sh- He just goes out when he has to and advertises when he has to. He'll probably film a special in a few months, um, maybe like six months or so. Yeah. He'll probably film a special. And then it'll take another six months or so to get that thing released. And then when that thing comes out, he'll do another press run so give it like another like year and he'll probably do another press run like yeah this. that makes sense it makes sense yeah he was talking on jim and sam about how, how he has an apartment uh still in new york city because there you know you, the whole thing is to buy an apartment and that's that's a big thing is is if yeah. you can afford to buy one so um he still has it and he's like yeah i don't i don't get at a hotel i just stay at my my own apartment when i'm when i'm here it's like and then he went through all all of his different stuff, and he went to Bed Bath and Beyond and bought like a shit ton of stuff for for that. It's like, yeah, it would be kind of cool to be a gangster, wouldn't it? Just like not give a shit about money at all. Just yeah, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> you know, Dude. Uh, yeah, that'd be awesome to have like a place on both coasts. Yeah, oh, man, that's the dream. Right. 
That is the dream, yeah. dude. Jeff Ross is, is, is he he has uh, places on both sides. Yeah, uh, Ari when he was like oh, yeah, that's young right. when yeah when Ari Shafir was younger he would uh, he like when he was living in L.A. he would live there for like six months out of the year and then he would go and switch apartments with like another comic. I don't remember who it was. I for some reason I think it might be Duncan Trussell, but yeah, I might be wrong about probably. that. Uh, but he would switch apartments with some other comic who lived in New York, and that New York comic would go live in Ari's apartment in L.A., and then Ari would live in their apartment in New York, and they would switch off, like, every six months. Okay. Yeah, and, like, so they would spend six months of the year in New York, six months in L.A., and it's like, that's so fucking genius. Right, right. Yeah. You're, like, establishing yourself on both coasts, and then you just disappear for six months and then come back. And it's like you've been gone for six months, so when you come back after those six months, you can be booked on shows again because it's been six months since you've been on any of them. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, so, so they're killing it at two different, two different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That must be nice. Must it's be nice. <laughs> but, but yeah, I thought, yeah, it's that would have been. Oh, that's so. Ari, so Ari's trajectory, it just, it just confuses me so much because he is that traditional uh, pothead uh, stand-up that just. It just doesn't seem like he actually cares about anything. It's it's a weird combination, and he just kept doing his spots. It just I mean, the thing with him through. is I feel like he did care about stuff, and I feel like now he just doesn't give a fuck. He used to not care, but like I or I mean, like he used to care, but now like I feel like he doesn't care. Right. Because he's like, I don't have to. Like he just he knows how he can get his money, and beyond that, he's like, I'll do what I want to do. Right, right, yeah. He's he's one of those guys where, yeah, if I make this much in two months, I'm good for the year, and then that's it. He doesn't work anymore. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's different. I mean, he just left. Uh, the story about him, uh, what was it, two years ago or a year ago, or something like that. He just left, and he went to he he emailed a bunch of people. He texts a bunch of people, and then he just left his phone. Or maybe he did have a phone, but it was like one of those shitty gas station ones. And he just left. He went to India. He went to Asia. And everyone was like, what the, What happened to him? You know, they, he's just gone. Weird. Yeah. It's weird. He's uh, he's covered it well in his podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I would say <laughs> yeah. so. I would say so. Well, he kind of had yeah. that Dave Chappelle thing going because he left for a while and just, like, went to Africa all of a sudden. And then comes back and he's he's huge again, you know, weird. Chappelle show. Ari came back and lost the TV show on Comedy Central. Oh, oh, did he? Yeah, I mean, but it, it was for like a different reason. It wasn't for being gone. I think. I think being gone might have been part of it. Right. But it happened once he signed the deal to release his special at Netflix. Okay. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> for some reason Comedy Central got all pissy about that and was like, wanted him to release it with them. Yeah. Um which is kind of stupid cuz Netflix is bigger when it comes to comedy now. Yeah, they are. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah they they're pumping them out too. You know, it's it's almost watering down comedy in a in a weird way. You know, if you you could feasibly watch one special every week for a year. Yeah. Uh, probably more if you d- double up on comics. Yeah, because uh, I think Rogan has had one since like Jump Street since but since before when they were renting out DVDs, like yeah, way so back many, in the day. There's so many specials <coughs> in there. Yeah, 
You could definitely watch one a day for a year. Yeah, I would say so. Easily. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what the? It, what do you? What would you like? Do you like the hour? Or do you like the half hour? Um. It's like for me. I, I, honestly, I'm. I love these fifteens. Oh really? Quick yeah, ones. Yeah, man. There's some like. There's some really good comics who've gotten like the fifteen minute specials. Like Jack Knight was one of them. Like there's like. And there's some other really good comics who've gotten like a 15 minute special as well. I don't know. It's uh, I feel like the comics that they're giving the 15 minute specials to are the comics that in the past have been getting 30 minute specials from like uh, Comedy Central. Like it's like the level of talent that the that they're giving 15 minute specials to is the level of talent that the 30-minute specials on Comedy Central were. Right. And the level of talent that the 30-minute specials on Netflix are is the level of talent that are, like, an hour on Comedy Central. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Because like, yeah. if you think about it, Dan Soder has had an hour at Comedy Central already, and then he did a half hour at Netflix. Nikki Glaser has an hour at Comedy Central already, mm-hmm. but then she did a half hour at Netflix. It's really weird, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's strange that it's that way, but like, yeah, it's like, and the comics that get the fifteen minute specials are like the ones that sort of deserve the half hours. All right, right. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's cool that, like, the 15... I love the 15-minute specials because they put out 16 of them. Ooh, yeah. That's nice. Yeah, and they're 15 minutes. That's so quick. You can burn through those. Right. And, like, these... It's... If it, and, like, if a comic can't make you laugh in 15 minutes, then it's done in 15 minutes. Right, like, right. You know? It's, like, that's not that long. Yeah. I have hair in my mouth. But I have a beard, so there's usually it's constantly, hair in my mouth. Yeah. One of the main reasons why I shaved mine off because th- there's just tons of hair everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and now um, I look now I look like I I own a van and I could go to your school and look like a <laughs> sexual predator, but whatever. But uh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I love yeah. The fifteen minutes, man. Yeah, I mean, if you look back in time, you look at the highlights from from George Carlin, the highlights from. Uh, from Mitch Hedberg, the highlights from Stephen Wright. You're never seeing the whole the whole hour. We're only seeing the the best parts. So even those great comics, those great you know the, the biggest names, even them had these jokes that were just kind of filler. Yeah. You know that they they could have shrank it down for sure. You know, but uh, yeah, I, I admire George Carlin's work ethic. I mean, he came out with a special every year. Every year, you look at how many he he pumped out. It's uh, the numbers are insane, but yeah, I don't. I mean, for me, it's like I don't think it's gonna be a thing like every year for me. I don't like I can't say because I'm not to that point in comedy yet. But it's like I don't, I don't really feel, I don't feel like I would feel that pressure. Like yeah, it's. Yeah, you could do it every year, but the, I don't think it's necessary. Like 
every two years? What yeah, do you think? What do you think the, the magic number years. is? Yeah. Maybe every two years. Like when you get to a certain point in your mm-hmm. comedy career. Like I think that only becomes necessary when you become somewhat of a name. When you start like actually selling tickets, you know, as opposed to like tickets are selling. But it's like when you are selling tickets, I think that's when it matters. Okay. When you need to like have to like start worrying about how frequently you're flipping an hour. You know, right? Um, yeah, or like if the, your hours are actually in demand. Uh huh. Like I think that's what it matters. It's like if your hours aren't really in demand, it doesn't matter that much. Right. Nobody's right. demanding that you get a new hour. Yeah. Yeah. If you're like, I mean, it can matter that even if you're not like putting out TV or like content like that it can matter i I guess for some comics because they're touring in certain clubs don't want to keep rebooking a comic if they're going to keep doing the same hour every year they come back there right right because they get some of the same audience who is like oh i saw that guy last year i'm gonna go see him again and if that audience comes to see you again and you're doing that same hour from when they saw you last year yeah because they were hoping to see some new shit from you Uh uh-huh that can be problematic. It can be, but it c- it can also be sort of like a band. When you go to see a band live, you you see a lot of the same songs, and you want to see those songs. It, it was similar true with Andrew Dice Clay when he was up a lot. Like now, he has to fight that, <laughs> and he has to do the impressions at the end, yeah. and it kills people. They're like, "Do the dice, do the dice," you know? They're all screaming. That's but. like that's like a very specific situation, though. That's right. like that's again when you're selling tickets, and right. like you know when that's a thing. I feel like in your career, uh-huh. and it's yeah, it's like Burt Kreischer has to do the machine, but it's like that's like. That's a, a bit. It's like people want to see a different hour otherwise. Right. You know, people who are coming out to see him right now or within the next few months don't want to see him do the hour they just saw on that Netflix special. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't. But yeah. it's like, I wouldn't because I know he's a certain level of comic. Right. I can't expect that from others comedians who i really enjoy who are at a different level he's been doing it for upwards of 20 years or something yeah something crazy i mean well he did take a little break for uh for the travel the travel channel show uh birth the conqueror and then he did one before that but yeah yeah i guess a bunch of a bunch of comics took him back and it was like hey you gotta stop doing that travel channel show you gotta focus on comedy and pump and and start doing that more because your character is changing. Your personality is changing because you're doing this soul-sucking show that they just, you know, because Travel Channel, I don't know if you knew this, but it's a Christian network. So a lot of the off-color weird stuff you can't really get, get away with. So they would always censor him. Man, I only watch Christian networks. Yeah. <laughs> you all fan of Joel Osteen. Yeah. He's one of my favorites. Every Sunday morning, my man. <laughs> that Joel guy. Osteen. That guy's freaking crazy. Selling out arenas. Rich, arenas. Dude. Yeah. He's fucking rolling in it. I forget where he lives, but his church is not a church. It's a stadium. Okay. There should be basketball being played there, not to see a uh, priest or a preacher. There's a church that I drive by every time that I'm going up to Saginaw, and this church has, like, 
I can see skateboard ramps and basketball hoops inside of there. <laughs> like, no shit. Like installed basketball hoops, like NBA style basketball hoops installed in there. Right. And like I can see skateboard ramps in there too, like full size wooden half pipe ramps. Yeah. And it's a church. It's got a church sign, like a big neon sign outside that's right. like for it being a church. And it's like, what kind of fucking church is this? Right, right, right. Or those weird, wacky... Uh, People are dunking and doing kickflips at right, that church. Right, yeah, what, <laughs> Was Bob Burnquist the... Do a Christ air <laughs> for the Lord. <laughs> right, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tony, Hawk, Tony Hawk is the Pope yeah. <laughs> of that church. We got a special guest speaker today, Pam Margera. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, dudes, we're going <laughs> to fucking do some kickflips, dudes. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna get hit in the balls. Right. Then God's gonna save him. <laughs> oh man, yeah. One more time of the balls that he would get hit. I, I don't think he can pee properly. <laughs> There's something w- weird about that. Or I think he can't throw up anymore, or else he's gonna permanently lose his voice. It's weird. I mean, he... hopefully he'll throw up one more time. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you don't like when uh, when they use their fame in order to 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 do their own career, like a like a I'm trying to think of who is it? Um, uh, the guy Ari Gold that was in Entourage. He's now doing stand up. Oh, Jeremy but, Piven. Yeah, but he, yeah, he was previously a huge star. I loved him in the Entourage. <laughs> you uh, loved him. In Entourage? Oh, yeah. It was you awesome. loved Entourage? Yeah. You didn't like it? <laughs> I mean... You didn't like that show? It wasn't it was my great. thing, man. <laughs> really? No. I mean, it just seemed like if I was in Hollywood and I had a bunch of friends and I was rich, that's probably what would happen. That <laughs> yeah. show. You know? <laughs> yeah. I have a very limited knowledge on Entourage, but from my knowledge on it, I don't think you're supposed to like it. I really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I feel like that's the information I've been fed. Yeah. No, I, I, I really enjoyed it because, yeah, Ari was just an asshole the whole time. I mean, so cocky. The ego that was as big as a football field. I mean, just didn't give a shit at all, you know. Told, t- called uh, his his manager or whoever handles the phones a cunt like 47 times throughout the show. What a cool guy. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was comical, though. I mean, it was at times. It was really funny. Yeah. yeah. Just when how he much calls of a dick women he was. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> right. <laughs> now you got the level of my intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't take much to make me laugh. Yeah. Oh, but no, I like shitty stuff, too. It's okay. Yeah. What what oh, what's what, what's one of your favorite mo- comedy movies? Let's go um, there. Um, favorite comedy movies. First one that comes to mind is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Okay, all right. I love that movie, man. Yeah. It's got such a good cast. It was like, uh, I mean, and it's just, yeah, it's like Kristen Bell, Russell Brand, uh, Jason Segel, Jonah Hill, Paul Rudd, Mila Kunis. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's the craziest cast, dude. And it's like, it is such like a beautiful movie, too, with like a good, like, original story, like, very weird original story. Right. Um, Bill Hader is in it. Um, is that sort of a uh, rom com or no? I mean, you could interpret it that way. Yeah, you could watch it on a date if you wanted to. Okay. Yeah. And it was like, I've watched it on a date. Uh, yeah. And, 
it's been a successful date. Uh, well, you so date? Yeah. What? You date? <laughs> Do I date? What's his name? Oh, <laughs> I, 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 I had to. I had to. Yo, where my entourage bros at? It was right out in the open. I couldn't. I couldn't help myself. No, I, I, I was honestly thinking about getting into some rom coms. I mean, there's tons of them <laughs> I on Netflix. I thought you were about to say. I was thinking about <laughs> getting into some dating. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about that too. Yeah. Are no. you thinking I, about dating? Well, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to trying to put myself back on the map after. How you? After, how are you trying to date? Just going to bars. Going talk, to bars. Talking to girls. Yeah. Talking to chicks. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I mean, what's I, your move? What's my move? Uh, I don't know. Just say hi for. I mean, just I, I don't have. How's that? Work I don't. I don't have you? just a line. <laughs> you know, I don't have a pickup line. No, you know? no, no. I just let it flow. Hey, what brings you out? And that's it. You just go from there. You know. How's that work for you? Let's, Not too bad. Let's role play this. All right, I'll I'd be say the, 50, 50. I'll be the chick at the bar. I'm drinking my drink, and you're Joe. Yeah. And you're coming to talk to me because you think I'm cute. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> What brings you out tonight? Um, what? What did you say? What brings you out tonight? Oh, um, I was drinking. Didn't you see that when you came over and talked to me? That's true. What? What's your favorite drink? Um, why do you care? Damn, you got an attitude, don't you? <laughs> You're rude, honestly. Why would you bring up my attitude right now? I don't have an attitude. You have an attitude. Oh, do I? I think so. Yeah, you do have an attitude. Wow. Okay. Well, and I don't like it. Well, <laughs> then I would just leave. If you're gonna do that, I would just leave. Hey, just like, <laughs> I didn't say I wouldn't fuck you. I I didn't I didn't either. You didn't say you weren't gonna fuck me. Huh? Who said you were gonna fuck me? No one. Now you're being. Now you're assuming that I'm just gonna Whoa, let you fuck damn. me. <laughs> Can't get anywhere with you, huh? Where are you trying to get with me? Are you trying to fuck me somewhere? Oh. Oh, it, does your uh, does does your drink have fruit in it? Oh, it does. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's d- peaches. Do you ever notice that the fruit floats? So if I was ever on a ship and it and it uh, was going down, I would grab a lime or a lemon, and I would say, "Wow, I'm saved by the, the by the buoyancy of citrus." Was that supposed to make me laugh? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. If she said. Wow, that that was Mitch Hedberg. I'd be like, "All right, awesome." <laughs> you called it out, perfect. That's what I would do. So, are you gonna suck my dick or what? Uh, well, <laughs> 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 um, no. And then uh, another one is uh, okay, per- okay, okay, perfect, okay. Okay, so I'm drinking my drink. All right. So, hey, I really like your nails. I didn't do them today. You didn't? Wow, it really looks like you did. No, I did them yesterday, um, and I painted them to look like Captain Marvel because I'm a big fan of her. Well, the color definitely brings out the color in your eyes. Really? Mm Because my nails are red, white, and blue, and my eyes are green. And you've been staring at my tits (laughs) the whole time. (laughs) I'm sorry. Those are beautiful, too. (laughs) Thank you. Are you going to suck my dick or what? Well, hold on. Before we do that, uh, let's play a game. You want to play a game? Come on, let's play a game. 
It, you can't lose and you can't win. Okay. Let's just let's just go along. Okay. There's a series of questions and I'm going to ask you. Okay. All right. You walk into a room and you see a shape. Okay. And sitting in the middle of the room. Okay. You walk in. What color is the room? Red. Red. Okay. Uh, what shape do you see in the in the center? Of the, or what shape do you see in the room? A circle. Circle. Okay. Okay. How big is the shape? So big. 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 Oh, really big. Okay. Are you, since it's a, so it's a circle. It's not a sphere. Oh, it's a sphere, right? Or no? Oh, it can be a sphere. It can be. Okay. All right. So, are you standing above it, below it, or inside of it? Inside of it. (laughs) Inside of it. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> I'm losing you. Hey, hey, keep keep on, just just keep the attention. All right, keep with me. Keep with me. Yeah. All right. So so it's red. It's a red room. It's either a sphere or a circle, and you're inside of it. Okay. So that probably means that that you have a good a, a good structure. You have a good uh you, you have a good foundation. I should say. Okay, because because it's red, mm-hmm. right? So you're definitely what. So red would symbolize to me probably more aggressive, but not aggressive. Um, more uh, go out there and do it type thing. I'm gonna get it done type type activity. And because of the circle, you're creative. And because you're inside the circle, means you're probably down to earth and you understand people. Is that about right? Um, maybe I don't sub of what? Yeah, I guess. Okay, I so don't know. so but so, like, what are the other ways that could turn out? Because that could be relatable in other ways. Exactly, too. exactly. That's why you yeah, can't lose. That's like, why you can't lose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so then at it's the end, like, that yeah, it's like uh, I don't know. It's a like, yeah. There's other ways that I could see those answers turning out. It's like that's like a psychic where they just like they have. They just give you generic things and they make up a profile for you. And you find a way to relate to the profile. My mom's been obsessed with, uh, like, moon signs and astrology my whole entire oh, life. Oh, no. So I've spent my whole life studying how to debunk that shit. Right, <laughs> like, right, right. So when you do that, and, like, you're like, so it reads this way, that way, this way. I'm like, here's how you're fucking wrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the good part. And you should see the look on girls' faces when I do that. They're like, Wow. I, that is true. Yeah, I yeah. it works yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it would probably work on my girlfriend. My girlfriend loves astrology and shit. And then she'd be like, it would like, she'd, she'd be like, oh, I know how you did that. But like, and then like, she'd end up talking to you. <laughs> so. so then at the end of that, I would go ahead and say, hey, uh, I have all those qualities as well. And I have similar attributes as, as you. If you want to get coffee one day, would you give me a chance? And then you go from there. But at the end, that you don't end it there. Because then she knows that all you're then trying you to do. you take her home, right, dude? Right, <laughs> dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to keep talking to her after that. Because then she'll forget that she gave you her phone number or a contact or whatever it is. I mean, she's not going to remember in the morning, right? Because we roofied. No, I'm sorry, that's a bad joke. <laughs> right. I don't mean that. That's not funny. Cosby? <laughs> wow, I didn't know Kyle was a, was a Cosby guy. No, no, 
criminal. <laughs> it's totally inappropriate. Big no, fan no. over here. No, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. That's not funny. <laughs> it's, oh, terrible. I don't know. When I, if I if I ever brought you up and I was the host, I uh, I, I would definitely bring you up as the bartender for Bill Cosby. Oh, That's Jesus. Just no, no, yeah. do not do that. <laughs> I well, gotta go pee so bad. Yeah, I, I see you doing the dance. Yeah. So <laughs> I think I think we can end this one. Uh that was Kyle Forsyth. I am Simple Joe, and thank you guys so much. <laughs> doing the dance, I can see it. No. It's just him and his flow, and it's old school rap, and it's a good song. So for all you younger listeners out there, that is that. So thanks, Kyle, for coming by, and thank you for listening. Share and like, rate, all that cool stuff. See ya. I'm your idol, the highest title, numero uno. I'm not a Puerto Rican, but I'm speaking so that you know. And understand I got the gift of speech and it's a blessing So listen to the lesson I preach I talk sense condensed into the form of a poem Full of knowledge from my toes to the top of my dome I'm kinda young, but my tongue speaks maturity I'm not a child, I don't need nothing for security I get paid when my record is played to put it short I got it made I got it made I'm outspoken, my language is broken into a slang But it's just the dialect that I select when I hang I play it cool, cause fooling is all that I'm about Just fooling with the girlies, yes, I'm busting it out I'm special ed and you can tell by the style that I use I'm creatively superior, yo I never lose, I never lost, cause I'm the boss and never will, cause I'm still the champion Chief one won't lose until I choose, which I won't cause I don't retreat I run you over like a truck and leave you dead in the street You're inviting me a titan to a battle Why, I don't need your respect, cause I Got it, man. Got it, man. Got it, man. I'm talented, yes, I'm gifted. Never boosted, never shoplifted. I got the cash, but money ain't nothing. Make a million dollars every record that I cut, and my name is Special Ed, and I'm a super duper star. Every other month I get a brand new car. Got 20, that's plenty, and I still want more. Kinda find a Honda Scooter's got 74. I got the riches. To fulfill my needs, got land in the sand of the West Indies. Even got a little island of my very own. I got a frog, a dog with a solid gold bone. An account to account the amount I spent. Got a treaty with Tahiti, cause I own a percent. Got gear out where for every day. Boutiques from France to the USA. And I make all the money from the rhymes I invent. So it really doesn't matter how much I spent. Because yo, I make fresh rhymes daily. You burn me? Really? Think, just blink, and I've made a million rhymes. Just imagine if you blink a million times. Damn, I'd be paid. I got it made. I got it made. I got it made. I'm kind of spoiled, cause everything I want, I got made. I wanted gear. Got everything from cotton to suede. I wanted leg. I didn't beg, I just got laid. My hair was growing too long, so I got me a fader when my dishes got dirty. I got cascade, and when the weather was hot, I got a spot in the shade. I'm wise because I rise to the top of my grade. Wanted peace on earth, so to God I prayed. Some kids across town thought I was afraid they couldn't harm me. I got the army brigade, I'm not a traitor. If what you got is greater, I'll trade, but maybe later. Cause my waiter made potato, alligator souffle. I got it made. I got it made. I got it made.